Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE, Raw, Smackdown, NXT, NXT UK and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show I'm going to be covering NXT from 518 and NXT UK from 520. So let's get the show on the road shall we? NXT from 518. It starts out with Tony Storm versus Zoe Stark. I told you guys from a couple of weeks ago, Tony Storm and Zoe Stark have been having a big feud between each other. The problem isn't the fact that Tony Storm doesn't think that Zoe Stark is good. The problem is that she thinks Zoe Stark is stealing opportunities from her and other NXT superstars. Zoe Stark is a very hard-working woman. She has proven time and time again she does not steal opportunities. She does not take opportunities from people. She basically goes up, and if she wants an opportunity, she asks for it. She doesn't sit in the back and wait for an opportunity to be handed to her. No, she goes and gets that opportunity by going to Regal, by going to H, and telling them, Hey, I want an opportunity. I want a shot at this. Give me a shot at this. Let me fight this person. Tony Stark is far from the truth telling the truth because Zoe is not taking opportunities from her. Zoe is going and getting those opportunities herself and Tony has no reason to be mad at her. But apparently, she thinks she does. The fight is great. Plus, she's mad that a couple of weeks ago, maybe about three or four weeks ago, she beat, Zoe Stark beat her in a match. And she wasn't too happy that she beat her. So, so Tony thinks there needs to be a little payback, a little justice for what she did, blah, blah, blah. But the match, I told you guys, I stand by my women's division. Regardless of whether they're in Impact, Raw, NXT, NXT UK, New, New Japan, or even if they're in ROH. I stand by my women. AEW, I stand by them all. The women's division in NXT right now is the hottest division there is because these women are showcasing every week what they're doing. They're main eventing. They're you know they're setting the standard for what all women's divisions should be. Zoe Stark and Tony Storm are two of the best. Back and forth, back and forth. Zoe kicks out of the Storm Zero. No one has ever kicked out of the Storm Zero. So to me, that was an incredible, incredible achievement. Fantastic back and forth, but the shocking part is Tony literally wins by hitting her with a finisher we have never seen before. This is a finisher Tony has never used. She beats Zoe Stark with this. I'm interested to see what this finisher is. I'm interested to see what she's going to call it. You know, can anybody kick out of this one? This is new. This is incredible. She's happy. She's really happy, but then in the middle of the mat, in the middle of the, her celebration, the lights go out. When they come back on, Tony is face to face with Frankie Monet, running her mouth. I told you guys about Frankie. I told Frankie this because I know you, you know wrestlers listen to podcasts. Frankie is crossing a line. She's pushing the wrong women. She's going after every woman in the division. And that's the wrong thing to do when you're brand new to a division. Because you make more enemies than you make friends. You find yourself into a lot of situations that you don't ask to be in. You find yourself in sticky problems. You're making the roster mad. And when you make an entire roster mad, it can damage you in the long run. And it's going to hurt her. 
Frankie's playing with fire. She's playing with fire and she's about to get burned. But and especially going at Tony Storm. That is stupid. That is dumb. You're just asking for trouble. And Tony's not the one you want to push. Legardo El Fantasma does an interview asking when they're going to get a title shot at MSK. They think they deserve it. They think they've earned it. Blah, 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 blah. Which of us, a champion, Timothy Thatcher, seem to think otherwise. And they come up and make it perfectly clear. Have they beaten them? No. Have they, you know, faced them? No. Do they deserve a title shot? No. And Champa and Thatcher believe they do. So Thatcher and Ch Thatcher and Champa throw out a challenge. Challenge to Legardo El Fantasmo to see if they can, you know, see what they can do. See if they can beat him. Of course, Legardo accepts. It's going to be an interesting match. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I love Tommaso Ciampa and Thatcher right now. They are on liquid fire. They're fantastic together as a tag team. Legardo, Mendoza, and Wild, they're great too. I'm interested to see because it's two different styles uh, from two different teams. And I'm interested to see exactly where this is going to go and how this is going to play out. I'm really interested in it. So we're going to see. Cameron Grimes. Oh, we have been having a lot of fun with this Cameron Grimes story. You know, uh, you know he's a multi-millionaire. We are one at selling we have Bitcoin and, you know, GameStop. Interested to see. I mean, this, this, this storyline with Cameron Grimes has been fantastic. It has been incredible. It's been one heck of a storyline. But he comes rolling in in his little Rolls Royce, looking like a little cutie pie. Walks in. Flotting around his money, waving it around, walks up to some of the you know other NXT superstars from the performance center, waves hundred dollar bills, tells one of them, which happens to be Jake Atlas, that he needs to park his car. Jake Atlas kind of laughs at him and goes, "Mr. Grimes, I can't park your car because somebody else is already parked in your parking space." Cameron goes, "Well, who?" And Jake Atlas goes, I'm "Not going to tell you." But I, what I am going to tell you is, is, get out of my face, or you and I are going to have a confrontation. Well, Cameron Grimes seems to think, hmm, I want to fight. Okay, you want to fight? We'll fight. Let's, let's fight. Just, just fight. He walks off, not happy at Jake Atlas's little attitude. Not happy at him at all. Interesting to see where this is going to go. Interesting to see where this Cameron Grimes story is going to go. I mean, it's been on fire so far. So, I'm interested. I'm pretty sure maybe some of you out there on social media may not like it. Maybe some of you do. Give me a shout out on my social media, on my Twitter, on my Facebook, on my Instagram. My Twitter handle, Wrestling Nights with a Z. With a Z. My Instagram, In the Ring with Brandy. My, my name, my Facebook, it's under my name. Just look up my name. You know. Guys, it's going to be interesting to see what this, how this goes. I want to know your opinions. And I would love, you know, I'm interested to see where Cameron Grimes is going to go. I'm interested to see him facing Jake Atlas. It's going to be inter it's going to be a really interesting, interesting fight. And an interesting storyline. And I'm kind of excited about it. We're going to see. They do interviews with both men. Because, of course, all of you know next week, Finn Balor gets his rematch for his NXT title against Karrion Cross. It's Cross versus Balor 2. This is going to be an interesting match. And their interviews are incredible because they both pretty much showcase, you know, each other's, you know, accomplishments and what they've done in their careers and how they, you know, their careers would eventually, they knew, would cross paths and how good they are and everything. And it, it's an interesting setup. I'm interested to see next week that title fight because it, 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 they're going to bring their A game and they're going to do be, you know, better than what they did at Stand and Deliver. This is going to be... 
This is incredible. This is going to be an incredible match. Do I believe that Balor might get his title back? Maybe. But you got to think, he's going to be dealing with a much more angry, more frustrated, more furious carrying cross, more deadly. So he's got a little bit more of a competition to deal with. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. It really is. It's going to be really interesting to see where this goes and how this fight's going to turn out and who's going to come out NXT champion. I believe Karrion Cross, but we'll see. I could be completely thrown a loop-de-loop next week. I really could. <clears throat> Candice and Indy are at the spa. They're talking about their win and how they're just wonderful and how it's so good to get Dexter Loomis out of their system and how great, you know, it is and blah, blah, blah. And Dexter happens to be there massaging Indy Hartwell. Indy doesn't know it's Dexter because she's all fixed up and stuff. And Indy kind of agrees with Candace, which kind of upsets Dexter Loomis, which kind of upsets me because I really love the Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis thing. And I don't like the fact that Candace hurt his feelings. I don't like the fact that Indy Hartwell said what she said. I really want to see, would love to see Dexter and Indy together. I really would. And all of us know that everything that happened with Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon was all set up by the way. We're not dumb. We're not stupid. We didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday. We all know the story. We all know how it is. We all know what happened. It's just going to be a while before Indy figures it out. When Indy does, I have a feeling she's not going to be happy with Candice LeRae. We'll see how this goes. Cameron Grimes versus Jake Atlas. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I mean, fantastic. Absolutely great match. Perfect match. I mean, I was absolutely excited to see this match because it's a different set of styles, different people facing each other. You know, it. Jake Atlas gets an opportunity to show Cameron Grimes what he can do and show him that he's not a chump. It was a really good match. It was one that I really, really was happy to see. I was impressed with. I'm excited to see where this is going to go next. It's it's going to be an interesting, I mean, it's an interesting match. It really is. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see what we get out of this match. You know, but it was great. It was a fantastic match. I mean, incredible match. Just back and forth. Weren't sure exactly what was going to happen. Of course, in the middle of the match, uh, he's basically talking about Ted DiBiase at the beginning of the match and talking how Ted DiBiase thinks that he's just all that in a barrel of chips does a presentation trying to discredit and disrespect Ted DiBiase here we go again disrespecting veterans a, I'm sorry WWE creative stop disrespecting your veterans they deserve more credit than what you're giving them and you're disrespecting them left and right and I don't like it you know, without them there would be no WWE and you know there would be so give them the credit where the credit's due of course it doesn't change the fans opinions of Ted DiBiase we all know how Ted is we all know how he is he's, a, he's just, he's, just he's, he's a heel that's what he's supposed to be cricket and of course the fans agree and start chanting Ted 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 it's it, I mean, Cameron Grimes doesn't like it he is unhappy about it this match just incredible but midway through the match Ted DiBiase makes his appearance on NXT. The Million Dollar Man is on NXT. He comes out. And basically, Cameron Grimes is so distracted, he's not paying attention. And Jake Atlas gets the win because of Ted DiBiase. Jake Atlas beats Cameron Grimes because of Ted DiBiase and him getting distracted. Ted DiBiase just literally walks out. I don't really care. I came out here and met my parents. I proved my point. I'm gone. Bye. 
Campbell Grimes ain't happy with that. He chases off after him. He's not happy at all at Ted DiBiase and goes chasing off after him. He catches him outside his limo and he walks up and he's banging on the limo door on the window. Open up, open up, tries to pull on the door to get it, uh, you know, to get him to open it. And finally the window rolls down and Ted's sitting in the back. Ted just looks at him and goes, like I told you, boy, not bad, but you're still no million dollar man. Laughs and drives off laughing. And you hear him laughing as he drives off. Cameron Grimes literally screams, Thank you, Ted DiBiase. It's incredible. If you've not seen this, go look it up. It's on WWE Network, on Peacock. Go look it up on social media. It is incredible. It is a great storyline between Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. I love it. You guys need to go check it out. It's incredible. Bronson Reed does a promo over, you know, his current situation and his issues with uh, Carrie, uh, with Johnny Gargano. Of course, he has a match tonight, Johnny Gargano, for the North American title inside a steel cage. He talks about how, you know, this has been a long time coming. He's worked really hard to get to this point. You know, he's really worked really hard, and he really has. He's really worked hard to get to this point. And Time after time after time after time, he's failed to get what he, you know, what he deserves, what he, what he's owed. He basically, his wife is there tonight. His wife is there. She's been there with him through his entire wrestling career. She's flown all the way from Australia to see her husband face Johnny Gargano in this match, and he tells tells her, "When I win this match tonight, I'm going to look over my shoulder and say, after 14 years, my love." We did it. I'm really hoping, really hoping that Bronson Reed gets a chance to do that. 14 years is too long not to have a title. 14 years is too long to work your butt off not to get that. I'm really hoping we see Bronson Reed get that North American title tonight. It would make me very proud just as a wrestling fan to see Bronson Reed get that win. It, it would be just absolutely amazing to see him get it. I'm interested. I'm excited. Cannot wait for that match. I'm looking forward to it. Pete Dunn cuts a promo thinking that he can beat Karrion Cross, Claiming that, you know, he's the baddest in NXT and that, you know, he's better than anybody back there. Don't believe him. Prove him wrong. Okay, we've talked about Pete Dunn. I've talked about Pete Dunn every week on my podcast. Pete Dunn is a button with me because I'm not saying Pete Dunn isn't good. Pete Dunn was, I mean, he was the longest reigning NXT UK champion. He was dethroned by Walter recently. Pete Dunn is incredible. He's an incredible fighter. He's an incredible performer. He's incredible in the ring. He's magic on the mic. He's great. The problem I have is Pete Dunn is not carrying cross great. He's not on carrying cross's level. Do I think he can beat carrying cross? Absolutely not. You guys may disagree. Like I said, if you do, hit me up on social media. I would love to hear what you guys think. But in my opinion, I just don't think he's at Karrion Cross's level. I don't think he can beat Karrion Cross. But he seems to think he is. Of course, in the interview, Pete Dunn was polite. Absolutely polite. Props to Pete Dunn. I'm glad you were polite. I'm glad you were genuine. But as far as beating Karrion Cross, uh-uh. I just don't see you doing it. You're not Finn Balor. You're not Adam Cole. I don't think anybody at this point in NXT can beat Karrion Cross. He's unstoppable. And if you keep bringing that up and keep bringing that attention, you're going to get 
him looking at you and your time is going to be up and you're not going to like how the match ends. You're not going to like how it turns out because Carrion is he's lethal. He's dangerous. I mean, they don't call him the Doomsday Sumacita for nothing. He is exactly what he says. Tick tock, tick tock. Everybody pays the toll and if Pete Dunne keeps talking, he's going to have to pay the toll. It's just how it is. That's how it is. I'm sorry. But that's just my opinion on Pete Dunne. You may disagree. You may think Pete Dunne's got it. If you do, hit me up on social media. Tell me what you think. I would love to hear your opinion on Pete Dunne. Because right now, I'm telling you, Pete Dunne is on fire. But Karrion Cross is just a little better. He's just a little better than Pete Dunne. And Pete Dunne needs to sit back, relax, and be quiet. Now, moving on. Alexander Wolf versus Karrion Dunne. Achillean Dunne. We were supposed to get this last week. But Wolf was not medically cleared due to some injury that he had. So now we're getting this match. I was excited to see this match because I wasn't exactly sure where Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane were going to go. We've been seeing this feud, this bitter rivalry between them and Imperium for a while. And we weren't sure. I, I'm with Drake Maverick. Is Killian Dane going to side back with you know, Alexander Wolf and join Imperium. You know, is Wolf going to defect from Imperium and join up with Killian Dane starting a new tag team? What are we seeing with this? I was interested to see where this was going to go. And, of course, the match didn't disappoint me. The match was good. Imperium was out there. It was an incredible match. Of course, Killian Dane did beat Alexander Wolf. That was a shocker. I mean, I kind of figured a DQ, but all right, that's the way I'm happy with that. Okay. After the match was over, basically why the reason why he won is because Imperium tried to give Wolf a chair to attack Killian Dane, and Wolf refused to use a chair. That's what leads me to believe Wolf is defecting from Imperium and either is going on his own or he's going to join Killian Dane. That's the storyline they're kind of feeding. You know, the NXT creative team is kind of feeding us. Is that this is where this is heading. We could see, you know, the two members of, of Sanity get back together. That's what it looks like. That's where it looks like it's heading. I'm not quite sure, but of course he didn't want to use the chair on Dane, and of course he, like I said, Killian Dane did win that match. After the match, Imperium comes in like they always do. Bartell tells Wolf to stand in front, like Wolf always does, and they go to do their little stance, their little Imperium stance. Wolf gets attacked by Bartell and Eichner. They beat Wolf down like you wouldn't believe. I, the dirt, like dirty dog in the street. I was not happy. That just indicated that Wolf is officially out of Imperium. It just indicated that Wolf is done with Imperium. Could we see Wolf and Dane together? Possibly. Could we see something else? Possibly. We don't know. But, on a side to the Killian Dane Wolf story, Many of you on social media have probably seen it. And for those of you who haven't, I'm about to give you a spoiler. So get right. As Paul Heyman says, this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. For those of you who have seen it on social media, you already know. WWE has been claiming that because of money problems, they're having to do cutbacks on some of their teams. Some of their people. They've been laying a lot of people. Last year, they laid a bunch of people off. And so this year they decided to do it again. And we've already seen them do it on Raw and SmackDown. And they kept hinting to NXT. NXT UK. Well, they made their claim and made it known. One of the people who were axed off NXT was Alexander Wolfe. 
You heard this right, guys. You heard it right. Alexander Wolf was laid off by WWE. Right in the middle of a storyline between him and Killian Dane. Goes to show, guys, it does not matter where you are or what you're doing. Does not matter if you're in a storyline or not. You can be axed at the drop of a hat. We all saw that last year involving Drake Maverick. Luckily enough, Maverick, they let stay in the Cruiserweight title shot and let him go for it, and he got a new contract, giving Maverick another shot at NXT. Alexander Wolf, I don't know where it's going. I don't know what's going to happen. This is just a prediction, guys. I, this is just rumor. Don't take this as real. Don't take this as, you know, as I'm saying this is going to happen. But everyone knows Eric Young is over on Impact right now with Violent by Design. Eric Young used to be the, one of the members of Sanity, which consisted of Nikki Cross, Killian Dane, and Alexander Wolf. With Wolf being let go, this is a prediction. Again, guys, prediction, not fact. Prediction, guys, rumors. With Wolf being let go in WWE, we could see Wolf go to Impact and join Eric Young and Violet by design. Not saying he's going to. Again, rumor. Just my prediction. Don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Don't know. That's a spoiler for you guys. If you haven't seen it, go look it up on social media. It's on there. It's everywhere. Of course, there's a promo with Raquel and Dakota saying that she has no problems with Mercedes Martinez. Her and Mercedes had a great match. Her and Mercedes are fine. There's a lot of respect for Mercedes, but now it's time to move on. She says they want a shot at the tag titles because they had them to begin with and they feel like they're owed another shot. Everise comes up and starts cutting a promo about their podcast and trying to, you know, involve Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai and talking about, you know, talking their usual talk about Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And Raquel gets tired of it. She takes a swing and hit connects with one of them, knocking him on the ground and walks off. Great promo. Great interaction between Everise and Raquel and Dakota. Great way to do a cross possible a mixed match tag team challenge match. Great way to cross over, guys. Great way to showcase your men in your women's division. It's great. It's a great showcase. I love it. Great idea. Great idea. Creative. Keep coming up with these. I love it. We move on to Lagardo El Fantasma's uh, Wolf. Uh, wolf, yeah. Wolf. Uh. Legato El Fantasma versus Tommaso Ciampa and Thatcher. Sorry, guys. I got tongue-tied. I apologize for that. Sometimes that happens when you don't have enough water. Anywho, Legato El Fantasma versus Ciampa and Thatcher. This match was incredible. These two teams gave it everything they had to prove that they deserved a shot at MSK. They literally... Tore the roof off of the wrestling center. It was so good. Such a great match. Very excited. But then it got destroyed by the grizzled young vets coming out and basically attacking Tomasa and Thatcher without the ref seeing it, giving Legardo El Fantasma the win. Really, guys, y'all really had to get involved in this match. Y'all don't deserve a title shot. You had your title shot at Stand and Deliver, and you lost. Back of the line, boys. Suck it up and deal with it. All you've done is piss off Thatcher and Champa, and the last thing you want is to be on their radar. Really, seriously, have you gone stupid? Have you gone dumb? I don't know. 
But this is what's happening. This is how it ended. Not happy with the ending. Thank you, WWE, for messing up a good title. Messing up a good match would have been a great match had you left the grizzled young vets out of it. But they can't just they just can't stay out of it. They just gotta stick their nose where it doesn't belong. Go back to NXT UK. That's where you belong. Bobby Fish calls out Pete Dunne. He basically tells Pete Dunne, I have a score to settle with you after what you did to me at uh, War Games. You took me out. You cost me part uh, part of my career by taking me out. So now I'm going to take you out. You think you're the baddest man on in WWE? Let's see. I'm going to prove you wrong. So Bobby Fish basically just called out Pete Dunne. I like this. I like that they're bringing Fish in and letting him, you know, have to be in singles competition. Show what, showcase what he can do. Show that he's, you know, because he really is he's a great wrestler. I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going to go with Fish and Dunn. I would rather see Fish and Dunn than Dunn and Carrion. I really would. It's it's going to be an incredible fight. I'm interested to see. I'm excited to see Fish get back in the ring. Uh, it, it's going to be a good match. I really think it is. Moving on. Spa promo again. Here we are again with Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Candice and them get done. Indy says how wonderful that was. That was a great idea for them to have a spa day. Blah, 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 blah. Well, Candice hands her credit card to have it paid. You have to pay for the spa day. Everything's good. Candice's card gets declined. Candice goes, are you sure? Because I know I paid it off. Go, go run it again. Like, because I ran it four times, it was declined. Are you sure you didn't make any large purchases like flowers, candy, cards, presents, anything like that? Indy Hartwell figures it out. She asked Candace, were you the one who sent that stuff to uh, Ember and Shotzi? Were you the one who did that? Because if he did, that means busted she got her she because that means he loves me he still loves me oh he loves me and he's running off excited he loves me he still loves me excited in that promo here we go with the promo with johnny gargano johnny gargano of course you know has to defend his north american title tonight versing uh bronson reed in a cage match he cuts a promo claiming that he's untouchable that he can beat carrying cross Oh boy, here we go again with someone else claiming they can beat Karrion Cross. Johnny, go talk to Tommaso Ciampa. Ask him what happens when you face Karrion Cross. It does not turn out well for you, and it doesn't turn out well for anybody else. I suggest you sit down, be quiet, don't challenge Karrion Cross. That is the stupidest thing you could ever do is challenge Karrion Cross at anything. But Johnny claims he can. Johnny thinks he can beat Karrion Cross. Johnny, you can't. I, I know you listen to podcasts. Listen to me. You cannot beat him. I, as a female wrestling fan who watches you every week, you stand no ghost of a chance against Karrion Cross. But he also claims he's untouchable. Oh my. Here we go with another person claiming to be untouchable. Kylie Ray on NXT UK is claiming the same thing. You don't claim yourself untouchable. Because that is the same, same thing as claiming that the Titanic was unsinkable. Guys, if the Titanic sunk, if, if the Titanic sinks, you're not untouchable. You can be touched. They can beat you. There's someone out there that's going to prove that they can beat you no matter what without a shadow of a doubt. Don't do that. Don't 
make a claim like that unless you can back it up. And believe me, Johnny Gargano cannot back it up. Claiming you're untouchable is just dumb. Plain, absolute dumb. We get to Aaliyah versus Saray. Ah, the warrior of the sun. I love Saray. Guys, if you've not seen Saray, I suggest you go. Go check her out on social media. Go check her out on, you know, Peacock on the WWE Network. Go. This woman is incredible. <clears throat> she is absolutely incredible to watch. Like I said, if you haven't seen her, go see her. She's amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me while I get a drink of water, guys. Pardon, pardon. She is incredible. Absolutely incredible. I'm telling you. Incredible. But, anyways. She has a match with with Aaliyah. Apparently, Robert Stone seems to think in his mind that his girls won the tag team titles. <clears throat> he's still hung up on this. I don't know why Robert Stone is hung up on this. But he's hung up on it. But anyways, he gives Aaliyah a shot at Saray. Saray annihilates her. There's no contest. Saray just annihilates her. Aaliyah stood no chance against Saray. Saray won, of course. Robert Stone is crushed. It's just, I don't even know why Robert Stone's even trying. It, it's, it's getting old. It's getting stale. Let's move on. Obviously, you're not a good manager. Otherwise, this wouldn't be happening. Move on. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember. Think that they that which they do they do have a you know contractual rematch clause. Believe you know believe that they deserve a shot at the tag titles and they do that it's well deserved. They basically make a claim they're coming for those titles and Candice and Indy better not get in their way. And as for Raquel and Dakota or anybody else who wants to come at them, don't get in their way because they're coming after those titles, whether you girls like it or not. I like Ember. I like Shotzi. I like this setup. I like them as a tag team. I like them as individual competitors. They're great. They're fantastic. I'm looking forward to seeing what NXT is going to do with these girls and the tag division. I really am. I'm hoping. Hoping. And I <clears throat> emphasize that. Hoping that the girls get a shot at those titles. I really do. I think it's fantastic. Moving on, Adonis and Top Dollar versus Tony Nese and Aria Davari. This is a squash match, guys. I don't care how you slice it. This is a squash match. Tony Nese and Aria Davari deserve more credit than what they're given because they are veterans. Veterans from 205 Live. I don't like that they put them against these two. I don't like that they think that they're better. I don't like Hit Row. Nothing about them impresses me. Nothing about them makes me, ooh, I want to be part of the bandwagon. Mm -mm. Isaiah, mm -mm. I don't like your faction. They don't impress me. I'm not thrilled with them. Break up. Move on. Do your thing. You're a better single than you are with these little whatever you want to call them, working with you. It's another crazy, goofy faction that you've thrown together in NXT that none of us like, that we don't really care about, that don't make, you know, a hill of beans goodbye. Anyways, like I told you guys, it was a squash match. Adonis and Top Dollar did win that match, which was kind of pointless. Isaiah thinks it's kind of funny that you know, and thinks that he can go after either Bronson Reed or Johnny Gargano. For the North American title. When they went. 
Isaiah, if you're listening right now, I'm going to tell you, Swerve Scott, you ain't got a snowball's chance in Mount Everest to beat them. There is no way Gargano and Bronson Reed can beat you with their blindfolded and hands tied behind their back alone. You would get squashed. Your partners would get squashed. You would stand no chance of getting that title. Sit down, shut up, and just be quiet. Go back to 205 Live. You don't need to be going after anything in NXT because you can't win a title, because you can't back it up, because you can't keep up. Sit down, be quiet, take your little goons, and go back to you know doing whatever you do. But, no, you guys may disagree. You may like Hit Row. I don't. I don't like anything about it. It's just another faction that they've thrown together that makes no sense, that's absolutely pointless, that I just don't like. I don't like it. I just don't like it. I like Isaiah Swerve Scott by himself. Adonis, great in 205 Live. These other guys, you've not impressed me at all. Go away. You're annoying. That's all you are is annoying. William Regal announces new people coming to NXT for the Cruiserweight division. He also announces MSK will verse Elgato Fantasma in two weeks for the titles. He also announces that there's going to be new talent going after Raquel Gonzalez for her title. And he announces that next week Shotzi and Ember will face Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Like it, Regal. I like when you announce this stuff because it gives us a chance to get to see, you know, what's coming up, what we're expecting. I'm looking forward to seeing what new talent's coming, what we're going to see, you know, what fresh faces are we going to get, What who's going to face Raquel next, you know, who's going to win between, you know, MSK and Lagardo. Is Shotzi and Ember going to get a shot or Dakota Kai and, you know, Raquel going to get a shot at Candice and, and Indy? What I'm looking forward to seeing this. This is this is the kind of stuff I like when NXT does this stuff. I love it. I look forward to it. I get excited. We move on to the main event of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, again, this is your main event. Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano for the North American title in a steel cage match. Love this match. This match was incredible. Of course, Austin Theory did come out with Johnny. He did try to cheat several times. It backfired on Johnny Gargano. A lot of, you know, a lot of new moves were thrown out from both Johnny and Bronson Reed. It, you know, you weren't sure were they going to climb over the top, were they going to go out the door. Austin Theory hits Bronson Reed in the face with the door. Bronson Reed kicks the door back in Austin Theory's face. You know, all this, you know, kendo sticks, all kinds of stuff. It just was an incredible back and forth match for the North American title. Of course, it ended with 14 years to the day. Bronson Reed becoming, ladies and gentlemen, your new North American champion. Fantastic. Absolutely loved it. So happy to see Bronson win. The cage lifted up. He had his entrance. He had fireworks. It was incredible. I am so proud of Bronson Reed and his accomplishment. So, so proud. Congratulations to Bronson Reed. Proud, proud, proud. Couldn't be more proud. If You might disagree. You guys might have thought Johnny Gargano should have won it. And you give me a shout out on my social media and tell me. Because like I told you guys, I love to hear your opinion. But I'm happy that Bronson Reed, you know, did it.
Of course, the one to watch, I always do them for each each one. I try to, especially if I catch one that's going to be interesting. The Million Dollar Man will face off against Cameron Grimes. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. A face-off between Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. I'm excited. I'm anxious. I'm bouncing in my chair. Great idea. Next week, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT title. Interested to see where this is going to go. Very interesting. This is one you guys definitely need to pay attention to. And Bobby Fish versus Pete Dunne. Another one that is a messy one to watch. Those three I consider to be one of the three things we need to be paying close attention to next week. Just to see where it's going to fall and what's going to happen. Now we move on to NXT UK for 520. We start out with Rampage Brown versus Wolfgang. Now for those of you who don't, I've talked about Wolfgang. Y'all know about Wolfgang. He's from Gillis. He's, a, he's an incredible, incredible grappler, incredible wrestler, incredible performer. I love him. For those of you who don't know Rampage Brown, Rampage Brown is a monster. He is a beast. This guy is such a good performer, such an excellent you know, ring performer. You would not believe just how good. And to put these two together is just incredible. Of course, Rampage Brown has a big problem with Joe Coffey, who is another member of Gillis. They've had a feud going for a while, and this feud's been pretty strong. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if this feud continues. But Wolfgang decided to step up for Joe Coffey, and this fight was incredible. They brought the fight to each other. They brought the best and the worst out of each other. It was an incredible, incredible fight. Of course, it ended with Rampage Brown winning that match. Of course, like I said, expected that was a shocker, but of course, they're setting up for Joe Coffee, so we're expecting that. Valkyrie cuts one of the most killer pro- promos I have ever seen. Valkyrie is coming to NXT UK. If you guys have not seen Valkyrie, you need to see her. This woman has showcased in a lot of different wrestling companies, and every single one of them, she has been on electric fire. She is incredible. Go on social media and look her up. Go look up her promo. It is killer. Looking forward to seeing Valkyrie make her way to NXT UK. Really looking forward to it. They do an interview with Rampage Brown after his match. Of course, Wolfgang and them come walking up. Wolfgang and Gillis come walking up. And Rampage Brown basically has a confrontation with Joe Coffey. Joe Coffey basically tells him, okay, you want me? You got me. I'm right here. Let's let's fight. Let's duke this out. Let's get this, you know, this, this feud of ours over with so that you can move on and I can move on. Interested to see if Victor's going to come pay, make this happen. Are we going to see this happen? Should we see this happen? I'm interested to see where this is going to go. I'm really interested to see. Emil versus Zaya Brookside. Now, for those of you who don't know Emil, Emil is a very, very, very bad, bad, bad woman. She is one, you know, beautiful but bad and deadly. She's the one that took out Zaya Brookside two weeks ago and got her took out of the elimination gauntlet match. She was hoping that when she did that, she would get a shot at Kylie Ray. Of course, <laughs> general manager said, no, no, 
not happening. I've got something else in store for you. You're going to face Zaya as soon as she's well enough to face you. Well, she got to face Zaya Brookside. This match was not exactly what I had hoped for. It wasn't exactly what I was hoping. That Zaya would get her payback after what happened two weeks ago. It, it was really not what I expected. It was kind of a squash match. Because Emil, of course, did win that match. But I kind of was hoping that they would get a little revenge. A little payback for Zaya. Because Zaya's, Zaya Brookside is incredible. If you guys have not seen Zaya Brookside, go look her up on, on social media. This woman is incredible. She's fantastic. She is, you know top-notch. I love her. I'm kind of disappointed that she didn't get a meal. But, of course, that could be that NXT UK setting up something else, and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what they might do. Of course, A-Kid. He's getting ready for his Heritage Cup Championship match against Tyler Bate tonight. A-Kid and Tyler Bate, for those of you who don't know, they're best friends off-camera, and Tyler Bate is also A-Kid's mentor. He has taught him everything he knows. He got him prepared for the Heritage Cup when he was going to, you know, fight for that championship. He got him ready, got him prepared. They are really close. So the opportunity to face your mentor to try to retain your championship is huge. It is huge. A-Kid is phenomenal. Tyler Bate, incredible. This match is going to be one of the best matches, I think, of the night. I'm looking forward to seeing teacher versus student. I'm really looking forward to it. Nathan Fulton confronts Sammy, basically asking him, Why do you keep getting in my way? Why do you keep messing with me? <laughs> what is your deal with, you know, knowing Dar? What is going on? What is y'all's problem? He's so sick of being bothered by Sammy, and he's so sick of Sammy getting involved. He finally puts Sammy in his place, knocks the paper that he was playing with out of his hand, and tells him, look, next week, I want a match with you. You, one-on-one, no, no, M. Dar, just you and me, in that ring, what do you say? Sammy agrees to the match. So now we get Nathan Nathan Fuller versus Sammy. This is going to be interesting because Sammy is such a thorn in Nathan's side. And I'm interested to see where this is going to go. I'm interested to see, will he finally get Noam Dar and Sammy in his review mirror? Will we finally see that? I'm hoping. Promo! Here we go! The start of the Supernova Sessions, guys! With featuring Ivan Dragunov. For those of you who don't know Ivan Dragunov, he is a Russian, Russian wrestler, and he is a beast. He came close to defeating Walter for the NXT UK title a few months back. He is fantastic. Go look off. Go look up Dragunov. He is incredible, guys. I promise you guys will not be disappointed. Dar decides because of how beast-like. Dragonoff is, and he's going to create a safe space for Dragonoff. Make Dragonoff feel comfortable. Scented candles, beautiful Zen music, you know, give him a little blanket that has dinosaurs on it, nice little slippers, you know, maybe him a little wrap for his head, make him all nice and snug so he feels safe and comfortable so he doesn't go off on Noam Dark. Dragonoff's not impressed with any of this, not impressed at all with any of his shenanigans. He mentions him losing to Walter. Poke, 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 dark poke. Mentions him losing to Walter. Mentions him breaking Mastiff's nose. Mentions all the things that he's done. 
Then he decides, okay, you show you're such an angry person. You have such an angry, you know, presence. I'm going to give you a present. I'm going to give you something to make you feel better, to maybe calm you down a little bit, soothe that savage beast that is within you. He decides to give him a stuffed service dog as a gift. Uh-uh. Dragonoff is not happy with it. Dragonoff basically looks at Dar and goes, excuse me, Dar, you're a clown. He's like, you need to quit while you're ahead. Because if you don't, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you in the worst way. A way you will never forget. A way that will make you stick. I suggest you knock it off. He tells him, he goes, you're scared. Basically, uh, he goes, you're scared of me, Dara does. And you're scared of Walter. You're absolutely terrified. Dragonoff just laughs at him. Walks off. Dar's literally, you can see him shaking just slightly. He comes back and Dar, oh, pain, you, know, you see that panic in his face. He picks up the service dog and walks back out. Dar literally grabs the blanket he gave him and throws it at him and goes, Why don't you just go away, you freak of nature? Could we see this? Could we actually see that they're getting ready to, you know, have a fight between Dar and Dragonoff? Possible. Possibly could be going that way. And this is dangerous territory. For Dara to be getting into. Dangerous, dangerous territory. Interesting to see how this is going to go. Sid's in there in his office. Sid, for those of you who don't know, is the assistant general manager for NXT UK. The actual general manager of NXT UK has been away for a while. And we're not quite sure what's going on. But we're hoping to see him back soon. But Sid has been doing a great job at being general manager. He's sitting in there basically working on paperwork, and he gets come and been told, I work in a hostile environment. I don't appreciate having to deal with this, 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 and this. You know, that you know, I want a match with Trent Seven because he attacked me. Me, brute, me, big boy. Please, come on. We all saw last week, you know, you attacked Trent Seven when he was talking to his son. No respect to him. Again, Again, WWE not respecting veterans. What is going on with the non-veterans respect? Trent Seven is a veteran. Let's give him respect where respect is due. We'll see. Could we get a match? Maybe. Don't know. Of course, we move on to the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, again, this is your main event. It is the Heritage Cup Championship. Tyler Bate versus A-Kid. Now, for those of you who don't know Heritage Cup rules, I'm going to explain it. There are six rounds. In the six rounds, you have a two-minute time period in which to pin or submit your opponent. First one to get a submission in a Heritage Cup championship match wins. So now we go on. A-Kid comes out. Tyler Bate comes out, but he comes out with his mentor, best friend, and tag team partner, Trent Seven. Seven has a white towel around his neck. I'm going to explain the emphasis of the white towel in just a little bit. We get our first round. Two-minute match. Back and forth grappling match between A-Kid and Tyler. Incredible, incredible match. Of course, it ends in two minutes with neither one of them getting a fall. So, we go to round two. They get like a little one to two minute break in between each round to give them a chance to get hydrated, rest, get ready, and go. Round two. 
another grappling match. Really, no one really going anywhere. Nobody really getting anything in. It ends again, round two, zero to zero. No pinfall. Round three. Round three gets a little bit more complicated because now A-Kid starts working on Tyler Bate. He really starts giving Tyler Bate, you know, pressure on his shoulder, pressure on his leg. It starts to look like maybe A-Kid's going to get the upper hand on Tyler Bate. It gets really nasty. Ends in two minutes. Still, no pinfall. Zero to zero. We get to round four. Gets a little bit more. He starts working a little bit more on Tyler Bates' arm and his shoulder. Because he can't, you know, get any of his finishers without that. Going after his leg. He gets Tyler in some complicated positions. Gets him all wrapped up. Two minutes. About ready for Tyler to top out. Two minutes. Bing, 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 bing. Still. Zero to zero. No pinfall. We get to round five. This is where the towel comes into play. He gets him into a position in round five that Tyler Bate is literally ready to tap, but he won't. He won't tap. He won't submit. He won't give up. Tyler is literally screaming to the top of his lungs in pain. Trent Seven is so freaked out. He's got that towel. He's ready to throw it. Tyler the whole time is telling him no, 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 no. Tyler's warning him, don't throw it, don't throw it. It, it gets to the two minutes, ding, ding, ding. No winners no winners the emphasis of the towel guys is basically before in a match that trent seven had tyler bait came out with a towel in that match trent seven has a bad knee he has a brace where he had to have surgery a long time ago that he always wears he got into the match with undisputed era bobby fish got him into a position that Trent Seven couldn't get out of and he was hurting so bad that they were afraid, Tyler was afraid that Bobby Fish might break his knee. So he threw in the towel, which ended the match. Basically, surrender, I'm done. That goes back to now. Currently, Trent Seven is in Tyler is in Trent Seven's position. He's coming close to throwing in the towel. When the two minute on the five round fifth round comes in tyler goes over to take his break and begs begs trent seven no matter what do not throw in the towel don't give up on me please don't give up on me no matter promise me you won't throw in that towel trent seven is literally almost in tears and tyler is too because these guys are so close these guys you know trent trained tyler baked he trained Tyler Bate. They are best friends. They are tag team partners. They are so close. It's like they're, like they're brothers. He begs him not to. Trent promises no matter what, he won't throw in the towel. We get to round six. Guys, remember, this is the final round. If there is no definitive winner, we will go into a tiebreaker. Sixth round. Back and forth. Still trying to work on that darn leg and that arm. Somehow, out of the blue, Tyler Bate pulls out the move of the year. Gets it with three with 30 seconds to spare. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, your new Heritage Cup champion is none other than Tyler Bate. He beats A-Kid in the sixth round. 
Literally, Trent Seven is overjoyed, overcome with emotion, comes running in, hugging Tyler. There is so much emotion, and I'm going to tell you guys why. Because in the Heritage Cup, I told you guys that Tyler Bate trained a kid to get him ready for the Heritage Cup match. When it came down to the championship, they had a gauntlet match, a tournament of sorts with a bunch of other wrestlers. A-Kid ended up winning the main part, coming to the finals for the cup. His opponent was none other than Trent Seven. We come full circle to Tyler Bate winning the Heritage Cup. So, in a way, Trent Seven won that cup too. It was like both of them winning something they both had worked so hard to get. The emotion, the rawness, it was there. A-Kid stood at the top of the ramp and watched Trent Seven celebrate. So proud. Watched his mentor celebrate his win. So proud. Just to tell you how proud he was later on, and this is a spoiler, guys. Again, this comes from A-Kid's Twitter and his Instagram. He sends a congratulations to Tyler Bate and tells Tyler he sees nobody else better than to have that cup than him. And he's, and he's looking forward to seeing what Tyler will do with that title. Impressive. Great sportsmanship. Great showmanship. I was impressed with A-Kid. I was impressed with the Heritage Cup Championship match. If you guys have not seen it and you would like to see it, go on social media. Go on WWE Network on Peacock and watch this match. It is an incredible match to watch. It is one I recommend you go see. It is Clash of the Titans. It's teacher versus student. And it is incredible. Now guys, I told you, I always do my ones to watches. In two weeks, we have two that are coming on the one to watch that you need to pay attention to in NXT UK. One of them is Joe Coffey versus Rampage Brown. We're finally going to get to see this feud possibly come to an end or to a head, depending on how we look at it. I'm interested to see what's, you know, what Sid has in store, what we're going to see. The second match I warned you guys about, it transpired because of the Supernova Sessions, we're going to get Noam Dar versus Dragonoff. I'm interested to see where this match is going to go. I'm interested to see where this is going, how this is going to fall into play. I'm interested to see if Dragonoff is actually going to beat the daylights out of Dar. Dar might have bit off more than he can chew and doesn't even realize what he's got himself into. Looking forward to this match. Looking forward to seeing this. Guys, I'm excited. I really am excited. Again, guys, I want to thank you guys. Without you guys, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy. I appreciate every single listener that gets on there. Please, go out and tell your friends. Tell any wrestling fan you know about my podcast and tell them, come on here and listen. They will have a good time. They will enjoy themselves. I would love to have more listeners. I would love you guys' feedback. So please, guys, remember, send me my feed. Send your feedback to me on my Facebook, on my Twitter, at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, on Instagram, at In the Ring with Brandy. Follow me on those. Tell me what you think. Give me your opinions because I look forward to hearing them. I love to hear your opinions and I love to give you responses. I'm all about giving you response. Again, guys, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, without you guys, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy. And I deeply appreciate it. So we'll see you next time on more wrestling action, guys. Thank y'all and have a great night.